Word Radio On Demand, 96.1 FM and 900 AM WURD. Streaming live at wordradio.com. We are going to have some conversation about some of the new things that we are seeing in the city this year. And one of those things is a whole brand new administration. We have a new mayor and uh, we have uh, some folks that are working with her on the new vision for the city. So we've got a little bit of a panel here and we are once again uh, joining with technically uh, and they are uh, Julie Zegler is here. And Julie, I am going to have you introduce everyone who is on uh, today's mini panel, I guess you would say so, uh, who are part of Mayor Parker's transition team. How are you today, Julie? Hey, Sonia, nice to see you. It's good to yeah, see happy you as to, well. Yeah, happy to introduce everybody. Um, so I'm managing editor at Technically. We cover technology, startups, entrepreneurship in Philadelphia. We've devoted a lot of recent coverage to the incoming or now in, in place Parker administration, um, thinking about what tech policies and um, she could enact, but also just generally how the mayor should be thinking about the technology economy in Philadelphia, um, what what she is able to affect and and just what policies policies she could put forth. So today um, we have a couple members of her transition team with us. So Jeff Hornstein is the executive director, I believe that's let me know if that's not the right title of the Economy League of Greater Philadelphia. And Kenyatta James, also with the Economy, Economy League of Philadelphia. Um, he is the program director for the Philadelphia Anchors for Growth um, Initiative. So, guys, let me know if I got that wrong. But thank you both for being here. Yes, thank you so much for joining us on Reality Check. So let me ask you first, then, Jeff. Uh, what does the Economy League of Greater Philadelphia do, if you could explain that to listeners? Um, I'll try and be brief, no matter how long it takes, as John Street used to say. <laughs> Uh, thanks. I'm a huge fan. I was wearing my WRD sweatshirt at the gym yesterday. I am a member and a huge fan of Julie and, and technically. So it's great to be here. Um, so the economy of greater Philadelphia is 115 years old this year. We were founded by progressive business and civic leaders back when that referred to Teddy Roosevelt. Um, and we do um, essentially, our mission is to foster inclusive and equitable growth and prosperity in greater Philadelphia. We revised the mission when I got in this seat just about six years ago. And we do that by cultivating informed and collaborative leadership across sectors. We use data and research to inform decision making. We foster a culture of civic experimentation and innovation. And we open doors to civic participation. And that, that's sort of all nice words, but we have four major program lines that uh, align with that vision. Um, the most uh, relevant one to this conversation is the one that Kenyatta runs called Philadelphia Anchors for Growth and Equity. So we have Penn, Drexel, Chop, Jefferson, Temple, Independence, Blue Cross, and many other partners. Um, we help them analyze their spending data and um, point them towards more diverse local uh, sources of supply, and we help those uh, local suppliers, mostly black and brown businesses, um, figure out how to navigate the institutional supply chain. Very rarefied stuff, and Kenyatta's become sort of a national thought leader in this respect. We also do nonprofit, uh, nonpartisan, non-ideological research. 
We're doing a project for the airport right now on how to diversify their supply chain. And we just put out a blockbuster report on the massive equity gap between black and brown um, homeowners and white homeowners in Philadelphia called Know Your Price Philadelphia. So those are some of the core things we do. Um, yeah, it's uh, been, and it's been pretty interesting getting involved uh, with the transition team. So Kenyatta, talk to us a little bit about uh, your role, because it sounds like it is pretty uh, a pretty significant one, and how you see this uh, playing out in the new administration. Yeah, so what I do is I support minority businesses in their growth by helping by helping them find opportunities to work with anchor institutions and increasingly local government. I think that, um, and really this has been laid out um, across the mayor's campaign and then now uh, has been a priority for uh, the mayor's first uh, 100 days, um, there is a, a really clear desire to diversify supply chains. I think everybody understands that this is a way that we can grow minority businesses and obviously growing these businesses, uh, these local businesses will create a lot of jobs. Um, and just allow for a more competitive local economy. Uh, so we're seeing this energy, and I think that we're seeing really great timing around this energy because we have a governor that's interested in similar work as well. So we're seeing this um, cascading effect, uh, which is almost the antithesis to what's happening at the federal level, where there is real commitment to diversity to minority business growth, as well as to job creation in a more equitable fashion. Let me ask you, Jeff, uh, and working on the transition team, um, it appears that Mayor Parker wants to bring together people from a vast cross-section of uh, Philadelphia stakeholders in order to make the city uh, really kind of stand on the promises Uh, And when I say the promises, I don't mean necessarily her promises, but the promise of the city itself when it comes to business, when it comes to um, improvement, when it comes to safety, when it comes to really being a first class city. In what ways did you see uh, with your uh, experience that this might be actually something that we can see uh, in tangible form? First of all, I wasn't born in Philadelphia, so I like it much better than most Philadelphians do. That's a little <laughs> bit of a joke. I mean, my, I have a friend who coined the phrase, you know, Philadelphia, it's not as bad as Philadelphians think it is. Mm. Um, but, but Philadelphia is an amazing city. It is on the precipice of greatness, right? All the fundamentals here are moving in the right direction and have been for a while, right? We have a very robust employment base. We have a growing tech sector, a growing biotech sector. A massive construction boom. I live in Northern Liberties. We have 7,000 apartments coming online just in my neighborhood alone. And I, so we have huge equity challenges, right? There really are vast disparities between, um, folks like me who live in really nice, stable neighborhoods and a huge swath of the city. Um, I used to work for the janitors union and that's where a lot of our members live, right? In very challenged communities. So now the time is right. We have a functioning real estate market for the first time in decades. Um, we have money in the bank. We have great new leadership. I've been a Sherelle Parker fan since, you know, at least 2015. Um, the transition team was exactly that. It was very large. 
But the committee I served on, the Fiscal Civility Committee, was incredibly well-structured, led by the absolutely magnificently brilliant Sophie Bryan, who's now serving as the policy director, and, you know, a mentor to a lot of us, Joan Stern, formerly at Blank Rome. We had wide-ranging discussions, but the idea was to really hone in on some very concrete ideas. And again, I wasn't on the same committee as Kenyatta. He, he might have had a different experience, but it was a very broad cross-sector group people from all walks of, uh, of the city, but all folks who knew something about and had great interest in improving the fiscal stability of the city. Personally, I think the fiscal stability of the city is is pretty, fiscally we're pretty healthy. The question is, how do we take it to the next level? Right. And we came up with some pretty good ideas for that, which we can talk about a little later. Uh, Kenyatta, what was your experience like and where do you think that uh, tangible change will first show up in this new administration? It's an interesting question. Uh, so my committee experience was very similar. Um, it was a really robust committee. It was interesting to see who I did and didn't know going into the space. Uh, but we had amazing leadership, people like Harold Epps and Paul Levy, um, really guiding the conversation and making sure that we um, offered very clear feedback. I think the way that government, uh, the way that commerce especially, has started to approach problems has gotten really innovative. Uh, the way that they are engaging nonprofit partners, um, doing a lot more public-private partnerships, uh, finding ways to find who they want to work with that reaches maybe a little bit deeper or faster in the community than government. And then empowering them through uh, clear contracts, clear support systems. Uh, these things are a, a difference uh, compared to the way government normally operates in our lives. And I think that that is going to be something that shows up in, in the lives of entrepreneurs, as well as in the lives of people that are you know, going through workforce development systems, educational systems, whatever it may be. I think that you're going to see a more coordinated and empowered city, just given the structure. You know, civic engagement is one of the things that we do at the Economy League. And even with that being true, I've never seen uh, public-private civic engagement at this scale kind of all happening in a moment. And I was really impressed. And I think that it it's a credit to Mayor Parker and her ability to build coalition that we followed the structure and the structure uh, was universally kind of praised by all the participants. Jeff, did you get a sense of uh, where, what direction uh, that the Parker administration is looking to move the city into? And when I say what direction, I mean, uh, do we want to be a city that uh, embraces more tourism? Do we want to be a city that embraces more uh, homegrown businesses? And, and and do we want to be a city that brings in more people to come in from other places from around the world and collaborate? Or, or is, is it really, can we pin it down to any one thing or was it a series of things that uh, impressed were impressed upon you? So we need to be able to walk and chew gum. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It can't just be one thing. Right. I moved here in 1990. Back then, the streets rolled up at five in Center City. Now we have almost 300,000 people living in the Central Business District. Right. And that wasn't accidental. That was policy combined with amazing civic leadership. Paul Levy, Merrill Levitz, um, University City District, 
I was a bouncer at Smokey Joe's in 1990. And part of the job was walking students home when the bar closed because it was such a dangerous neighborhood, right? The amount of change that's happened since 1990 is mind blowing. Northern Liberties had 1,500 people. We now have 12,000 people, right? Right. So our big challenge to me is really targeting our investment strategy, right? The 10-year tax abatement was great to spark the creation of a functioning real estate market in those neighborhoods that we would now call gentrified, right? Greater Center City is baked. It's kind of its own machine. What we need to focus on, and again, this is the classic neighborhood mayor, center city mayor thing to an extent, but I think... You know, we've had Jim Kenny was certainly a neighborhood mayor, and I think Sherelle Parker will be a neighborhood mayor, but also remain cognizant of the need to continue Center City's growth as a place to grow the tax base so that we can invest in those neighborhoods that have been disinvested. Our Know Your Price Philadelphia report, which came out a couple of weeks ago, goes very starkly that there's $57 billion gap between what homes in white majority neighborhoods are worth versus black and brown majority neighborhoods, right? That is a challenge to us all. And I don't care what you think about racial diversity or the fairness of race. I have a lot of conservative friends. I say, put that stuff aside. If you care about the future of a capitalist economy, if you care about the future of a vibrant, dynamic society, you need to support black and brown entrepreneurs because you know what? I'm a dinosaur. Like in 15 years, the city is, this city is already a BIPOC majority city. The country is going to follow. We're a bellwether. We need to figure it out here. And so I see the Parker administration as a real bridge from sort of old Philadelphia to new Philadelphia. She is a political maestro. That's one of the reasons I've been so excited about her. She understands, as Kenyatta said, how to build the coalitions to get hard stuff done. She knew what jobs she was running for, unlike some of the other folks who were running. Um, You know, I think some of the tweaks they're talking about, we need a local version of a congressional budget office. We shouldn't be running a $6 billion government without fiscal notes for every spending bill. It's absurd, right? Most cities don't do it. New York, D.C., a few others. We need to do that. Um, But I think there's an incredible amount of positive energy right now. Crime is starting to come down here as in other places. We need to tackle the hard problems, the opioid crisis. How do we get people off the streets and into supportive housing? How do we scale what Project Home does, 10x, so we can get folks off the streets into supportive housing, have the resources to support SEPTA at the level it needs to be supported? So I think I'm, I'm very optimistic about the direction things are going right now. Kenyatta, I've got to ask, do you share that optimism? Because one of the things that I've learned in this job uh, in the last uh, eight months or so that I've been here is that there are a vast amount of resources, but how do you connect them to the people that most need them? Yeah, I definitely share the optimism. Um, I also wasn't born in Philadelphia, but I have been here longer than I've been in any other city. But I've been in a lot of other cities. I've, I've lived in Baltimore. I've lived in Pittsburgh. I've lived in Seattle. I've lived in New York. I think people underestimate what Philly has to offer, um, partially because we are in, you know, America's largest city and America's capital. Um, so there's a, a type of resource that those cities have that's not realistic for most other cities. But Philadelphia has a lot going for it. And the things that Philadelphia has going for it are only going to get better. 
And we're one of the few cities that can say that, right? Like we're looking at an environment where, you know, lots of cities are facing very serious environmental catastrophes, environmental concerns, and we have a much more managed outlook when it comes to things like that. Lots of cities are facing, you know, major population reductions. We have a much more managed outlook when it comes to things like that. Uh, we have our challenges. We do. Um, and I, I, I'm in a position where I have to look those in the face and work through those on a day-to-day basis. But the opportunity here is amazing. So I think that with the right governance, with the right support, we will be able to overcome these challenges. And I think that Philadelphia's story over the next couple of years will be a positive one. The biggest challenge uh, that we're going to have is how we coordinate, is how we work together. So I think having a mayor that understands that is going to be a huge asset for us. And even just from my perspective as a young leader, right, this has been a really interesting opportunity. I can't remember a time when local government reached into community like this to get advice, to get perspective, to uh, build these coalitions and to connect people that normally aren't connected. Um, because there were relationships I built at, on the transition team that will just make my job easier, right? So there's connections that I made kind of across organizations as well as building relationships with city government. And that's how you get an effective and interconnected city. And we're going to need more of that. But this is an amazing start. It's um, a more interesting start than I feel like I've had for any local elected official. On that note, uh, unfortunately, we have run out of time. There is never enough when it comes to these issues. So hopefully uh, we can have you back to talk about even more of what you're doing on the transition team. Julie Zegler at Technically, thank you so much for being with us today. Jeff Hornstein and Kenyatta James from the Economy, Le- Economy League of Greater Philadelphia. Thank you for joining us on Reality Check today. It was great to hear your perspectives on the new administration. Thank you for the great questions all. That was really excellent. Thank you. You've been listening to Word Radio On Demand. Listen live at 96.1 FM, 900 AM, and online at wordradio.com.